Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. If you've ever wondered how we started our podcast and how we record our podcast, the answer is so, so simple. Anchor. It's free. There's creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone, tablet, or computer. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and wherever you listen to your podcasts. You can make money from your podcast no matter if you have one listener or a thousand listeners. Downloads, everything. I mean, it's so simple. If you're creating something, get paid for it. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Download the free Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started now. Well, hello there. It seems you have stumbled across the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast yet again on a Tuesday. <laughs> of course. And <laughs> uh, of course, I'm Levi. That was kind of creepy. Well, you know, I, you know how I am. It's the idea of me that yeah. is creepy. It's not you. It's the idea. The of... idea that is Levi is creepy. The, so, idea, yeah. the idea that is Levi Marie Presley. Levi Marie Presley. <laughs> Levi, love you it. Levi, uh, Levi Bean Cobain. Bean. Bean. <laughs> <laughs> Levi Pod Bean Cobain. <laughs> That's so grunge. <laughs> it is. So grungy. So uh, today's episode uh, is a pretty good one, actually. We're going to talk about Stone Cold Steve Austin. Surprising that we haven't talked about him yet, like in a full episode. We've talked about him a lot, just not in a full episode. Yeah, it's, uh, it's been a long time coming. The, uh, the interesting career of Stone Cold. The long, <laughs> short career of Stone Cold. 
I think the long short career is good because it was it, like it, you know you know because I mean? there there were different incarnations of yeah. Steve Austin. There was there was stunning Steve, superstar Steve, Stone Cold Steve, the Ringmaster. <laughs> yeah, don't for, oh yeah, I I missed yeah I mixed that one. Don't don't forget yeah, the, the Ringmaster. Ring That's important. The million dollar title holder. Uh, is there anything you'd like to get out of the way before we start talking about Steve Coldstone Austin? I just, I'm, I'm looking at the news here. Oh, let me, you know, while you're doing that, there's something I'd like to get out of the way. Sure. Okay. Arkansas. So, I don't know. I think I've mentioned on the show before that I'm a vapor. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> no, but that I've used vapewild.com. Fantastic website for anyone who doesn't live in Arkansas now. Because apparently, as I'm trying to order more goods from vapewild.com, not forward slash heels and quads, just vapewild.com, I chat with a live person on the website, and they said that I can no longer order because Arkansas passed a bill about how you can only buy vape products in person, and they're trying, they're going to raise the tax on it and all kinds of stuff. So anybody who doesn't live in Arkansas, use vapewild.com because they're awesome. Uh, if I put it into perspective, like a coil, a single coil in town at a vape shop for my vape is like $8. A three pack of coils from vapewild.com is like $8 and it's the real shit. And the juice is like six ninety nine for 30 mils and like eleven ninety nine for 60 mils. So for anybody who vapes out there knows that those prices are pretty good and it's good juice. I've used it for like almost a year now and I'm pretty bummed and probably going to just quit vaping because I don't want to pay the crazy vape tax in town. Yeah. And that's, uh, that's also Arkansas from what I would understand is now you have to be 21 to buy tobacco products or you will be soon. That's wow. That's just strange. That's another law that they've apparently passed. They're supposed what they're saying is that Arkansas has the highest cancer rates of any uh, state. But does wouldn't lung cancer be the one you're most worried about? Like, they didn't say highest lung cancer rate. Yeah. So, I don't know. It's just... Well, and Arkansas does have a high uh, senior citizen count as well. Yeah. So... And- I would, Bible say belt. Prob- <laughs> I would say it's probably only second to Florida. Is there a lot of old people in Florida? Oh, Senior yeah, citizens. Dude. That's where they all retire. Oh, yeah, because they all want to stay on the beach. That's true. Yeah, we, we have a ton of, like, Chicago and Wisconsin people here. Yeah, we're, we're, uh, we're Little Chicago. Yeah. Not, not to be confused with Little Steven Van Zandt of Sopranos and E Street Band fame. <laughs> not to be confused. <laughs> Please don't get confused with that. Please, whatever you do. Because it's possible. (laughs) Because Silvio Dante is close to my heart. Silvio's my guy. I did see that they actually wrapped up the filming for that movie, too. The Saints of Newark. So, that's pretty cool. I will be in uh, theaters. My cousins are in the movie. That's pretty cool. Like, are they extras, or are they actually, like, parts? I'm sure they're probably extras, but... Nonetheless. Either way. Yeah, either way, they're in the movie. I'm not that's no that's no shot taken at them. I wish no. I was in the movie. Yeah, I wanna be I wanted to be in it. I wanted to be a saint of Newark. 
So, yeah, the only thing I really want to talk about other than gogreenhemp.com, use coupon code heels and quads in all caps, say 15% off your order. Thank you um, to all our listeners who are buying from there because yeah. we're very proud of you for that. And they, love, and they love us because of you. So, in turn, they love you. Yeah. Exactly. Um, but the only thing I really saw, apparently The Undertaker made his return last night. Oh, I seen it on Instagram. I haven't seen the video, but I see the uh, apparently Roman Reigns faced uh, Shane McMahon and Drew McIntyre in a two-on-one handicap match. Shane McMahon he probably overcame the... the odds. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, he is the big dog. Um, but Shane McMahon apparently went to hit the coast to coast, and the gong went off, the lights went out, and when the lights came back on, there was the Undertaker to. Save Roman from Shane O'Mac and Drew McIntyre. Because they're friends now. Oh, and well, Undertaker. Well, an Undertaker needed to come. He was like sitting at home. He's like, you know what? I think I need to go back and stop Shane and Drew because I, I just need to. I, I just he, he woke up one morning and was like, I need to do this. He, he was sitting at home watching Raw and goes, oh, no, I need to I need to go run and make the quick save real quick. <laughs> <laughs> hold on, hold my uh, beer. <laughs> Michelle, just can you hold this real quick? I'll, I'll be right back. He uses instant transmission from Dragon Ball yeah. Z. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so for Extreme Rules, there's two tag matches. Those are the first two matches announced. is Undertaker and Roman versus Shane and Drew. And uh, there's another That's tag so match. That's so extreme. I know. Dude, wh- okay... <laughs> What? Why is it called Extreme Rules? <laughs> when was nothing... the last time it was actually extreme? Yeah, like 2001? Like, when When did that happen? Well, I shouldn't say that. There was a lot of stuff in between there. But, you know, yeah. like, nothing... I don't remember the last time I watched it. it was like, damn, that's crazy. Maybe Ambrose and uh, Chris Jericho at when they had that asylum match and they busted oh, out the yeah. thumbtacks. Yeah, 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 yeah. That was good. That was, that was probably the last time I was like, wow, this is kind of actually good right now. This is kind of extreme. Extreme. Championship. Wrestling. Okay. Uh, yeah. So, Extreme Rules is going to be extremely extreme this year because we already have two tag matches announced. I can't remember the second one. I can't remember what it was, but I see it. That's how important it was, though. Yeah, it's super. Oh, it's a mixed tag. Oh, right. Yeah. Yeah. Baron Corbin and Lacey Evans versus Becky Lynch and Seth Rollins. That's pretty extreme. Hmm. No, maybe if you're in sabotage wrestling in Texas. Well, I mean, like m- mindset, it's extreme because the it's always weird when the singles titles are defended in tag matches, all the World Heavyweight Championship when David Arquette won. Well, in a mixed tag, it makes a little more sense because the guy can't be the woman's champion, you know. So that's not. But like, whenever it's it's 2019, Levi. <laughs> oh God, yeah. Sorry, I forgot. Uh, <laughs> You know, when you get Kane and The Undertaker versus Stone Cold and Triple H for the world title and the Intercontinental title, that's when things kind of get weird. Because or, it's like, uh, how does that I work? Actually, 
actually watched this match yesterday. Shawn Michaels and Diesel versus Yokozuna and British Bulldog. Yeah. So it's like you, you automatically are like, okay, that guy's the mid-carder, so he gets the Intercontinental title belt. Not that being yeah. Intercontinental champ is bad or mid-card is bad, but like, you know, it's just that automatically you just are like, hey, that's my main eventer, not him. Right. So it's kind well, of... I mean, they they have to make their decision. Yeah. I mean, it is, it is predetermined. Mm, I might have to... I think that's false. I think it's actually all real. It's still real. To, to you, me, damn it. To me, damn it. <laughs> As I'm uh, recording a podcast, my podcast notification decided to go off. Uh, today's guest on the Stone Cold podcast, or the Steve Austin show, whatever you want to call it. Steve Cold is, Stone Austin. Is Mark Henry, so I will be Ooh, checking that out later. Yeah, I'm going to have to listen to that. Uh, he had a fantastic show last week with Tony Khan. If you haven't heard that yet, check it out, because it was uh, <clears throat> roughly two hours of of not so much detailed info, but just, you know, it, it was little... Little hints at things here and there. Speaking Austin of old Steve Stone, yeah. And speaking of Tony Khan, it seems AEW has uh, put in for a copyright uh-huh. for Wednesday Night Dynamite. Who so, called that? I believe you did, sir. I think I think you did. Maybe I did. Who knows? I think <laughs> we did. How about that? Yeah, I I want to share the no. Spotlight. You did because you were talking about because I'm not a, as big of a sports guy as you, unless it's NFL. Is uh, you said that Tuesdays they would run into NBA problems, so right. That's why you were saying that Wednesday would probably happen, and two weeks later they filed a copyright because why? They listen to the podcast exactly. Right. Of course they do. Little Stevie's listening. I just got a tweet from him. Oh yeah, yeah. He was like, "Hey, thanks for the shout out. I needed it. I needed it." <laughs> I needed people to know about me. <laughs> the Sopranos being in the E Street Band, uh, Lily Hammer of on Netflix, <laughs> which actually is a great show if you guys haven't watched it. I, you uh, or somebody told me to watch that. Yeah, I, I believe I did. And uh, you know the Sirius XM show. I mean, he doesn't have enough going on. No, he's kind of he's kind of fallen off. So he yeah. was happy that we gave him a shout out. And actually, he released a, a solo record like. I think it was last summer, the summer before, and I got it. It was it's really good. Might have to check that out. A little it's bluesy good. action, a little bluesy, little big band. Uh, it's it's good stuff. As far as bands go, it's a large version of a small band. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not a four piece. It's like a eighteen piece. <laughs> All right. <laughs> good intro. <laughs> yeah. All right, that was fun. Let's get to Stone Cold now. Austin. Well, of course, we found the favorite amongst the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast fans, and that is GoGreenHemp.com. That's right, CBD hemp products. Tommy and I both use them daily to get through our days, get to sleep, get awake, you name it, whatever. We use it for everything. And at GoGreenHemp.com, we have a special offer for you. We all know hemp can be quite expensive depending on where you go, but GoGreenHemp.com is pretty affordable, especially when you slap on that coupon code at the end, heels and quads, and all caps at checkout. That saves you 15% 
on your order. 15%. That's a lot of some good hemp. So check this out. They have balms, bath bombs, beauty products, edible gummies, gel capsules, tinctures, animal products, pre-filled cartridges, and even wax crumble. You gotta go to gogreenhemp.com. And use that coupon code Heels and Quads and all caps at checkout to save 15% on your order. You won't get a better deal on hemp. I can promise you that. That's gogreenhemp.com. Coupon code Heels and Quads and all caps at checkout. Steve Coldstone. Austin, uh, Austin Cold, Steve Stone. You know, however you want to say it. Anderson Williams, James Stephen. Yeah, well, okay, the Anderson and the Williams thing. I always thought he was Steve Williams. Okay, so his biolo- biological father is Anderson. Williams okay. is his stepfather. His stepfather adopted him when he was, I think he was a teenager when that happened. But he always considered him his father, so he, when he was obviously adopted, he had his name legally changed to Williams. Okay, so he's... Cold Stone Steve Anderson Williams Austin. James. James. (laughs) Stone. Okay. Stone Williams. Austin Anderson Steve Cold. James. Stephen. Stephen. (laughs) Okay. Little. (laughs) Little Stephen. Master Ring. Stunning. Star Super. The Superstar. Yeah. Okay. Deborah Marshall. No, <laughs> no, not Deborah Marshall. No, <laughs> we will not talk about that. No, uh, whatever happened to Deborah? I haven't seen her in a long time. Wonder if she's still hot. Uh, I'm sure. She's. Yeah. I, I think we. I think I follow her from the show page on Instagram or Twitter. Okay. One of the two. She's on one of them. I've seen her on there. Okay. Okay. So uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin, obviously. You might have heard of him if you're listening to this show. No. <laughs> he, oh, I don't even know where to start. His career just in general is, uh, like like I said, it was long but short. Like, he's been around the block, but the peak of his career was short compared to a lot of guys. Um, yeah. I mean, you could because... even say The Rock. It was It's shorter than his because he's still at the top in Hollywood, you know? Yeah. Not that Stone Cold's. Well, not doing good but you know right and austin and wcw which is obviously where he got his first big start i mean uh, he was in uswa and wccw and and the sportatorium and all that stuff before wcw but wcw is where he became that national name um he was he was tv champion u.s champion tag team champion with brian pillman the hollywood blondes he was in the dangerous alliance um, looking back at his WCW career, you, you see it as like the pre WWF stuff, but he was pretty big. He, he was a pretty big guy there. Like an underrated, he was more extremely. of a technician. He was more of a technician there before he had all the injuries and stuff where he had to change the style all like, like a Chris Jericho now. How yeah. He's changed his style from a technician to more of a brawler. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, there the, there certain things you want to talk about, or do you just want to kind of talk about our favorite Stone Cold memories? Or I mean, I yeah, there's a lot of people know. You know, like that's the thing about Stone Cold doing a show about him is everybody pretty much knows about him. Um, 
and there's Unless 45 we... different documentaries on yeah, the exactly. network. Yeah. And there's, you know, we could highlight a specific time period and narrow it down to that and talk about it, which we could do in another episode sometime. Maybe we yeah. talk about the highway to hell, whatever. Yeah. Um, but yeah, Dad, I, mean, w... <laughs> I actually WC... watched that match yesterday in prep for this. I have to say that's probably up there on one of my favorite Stone Cold matches slash moments. And the reason I say, like, it's not the best match of his, but it's the fact that that was the first pay-per-view I remember getting as a kid. My mom Well, and he was it. also knocked out for the last half of the match. Yeah, it, and it's just the build to that and, like, that summer and everything was cool. But we'll get to that, I guess. Um his WCW stuff, most notably, is probably his matches with, well, obviously the Hollywood Blondes. That's yeah. probably most notably. But if you really look into it, into his TV title stuff, is him and Dustin Rhodes had some good matches. Him and Ricky Steamboat had some good matches oh, for the U.S. Man. title. I think we talked uh, about one of those uh, last summer. I, I believe so. It was, it was uh, maybe it was. Was Star it one King. of the Beach Blasts? Oh yeah, maybe it was a beach blaster. It was a Starcade we did or something. I don't remember, but anyways, I don't remember yeah. for sure when it was. But I know we talked about an Austin Steamboat probably match beach at one blast. Point. Yeah, because I know they had a match at Clash of Champions, whatever number in '94. That's pretty much that's the one most people will talk about. Sending Steve and Ricky, uh, him and Dustin Rhodes. I believe that was I believe that was a TV title match at Starcade '93 or something like that. It was around that, that time period. Right. And then Hollywood Blondes. You know, I wish I could name off a match that I remember being like a favorite of theirs, mm-hmm. but I don't. I, I can't. I mean, who would they be facing around then? Ming and stuff. No, not even them. Uh, I think we covered, I think that was, that actually was a beach blast last summer, and it was the Hollywood Blondes versus, I believe, Arn and Paul Roma. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah, yeah. That was, I believe that was one of them Did you forget about. Paul Roma? How could I? How could I forget <laughs> Paul Roma? Um, Roma and and then, actually, I remember us discussing how good of a match it actually was. Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that's not boasting as our favorite or anything, but the Hollywood Blondes was an awesome tag team because I don't know, just the camera thing they did. I always liked that motion. Yeah. It's a fun, it's a fun little wink at the uh, fans at home, but it's sad that uh, I can't say what matches that was. Let me see if I can find some here. um, But they did the, the flair for the old when they were making fun of uh, Ric Flair's show flair for the gold and, they dressed up like Arn and Ric Flair, kind of the precursor to when the NWO did it, mocking the Horsemen. Yeah, um, um, they faced they faced Ricky Steamboat and Shane Douglas. They faced Ric Flair and Arn Anderson, two out of three falls match at Clash twenty three. Uh, of course, the one we just talked about, Anderson and Paul Roma, that was. They did that a few times, it looks... Oh, no, 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 Okay, it happened at a different show. This is all via Wikipedia. I had to pop this up real quick. Um, yeah, there it is, talking about the Starcade, Dustin Rhodes. So, the Hollywood Blondes probably broke off, what, around 94, I would say? 93? 
late 93, uh, something like that. Yeah, because... Be 94, time. yeah. Because be uh, Brian Pillman was injured. Right, and he was going for the cruiserweight belt. Or the TV title, right. sorry. Yeah. Um, I, I could look back at Stone Cold's WCW career a lot more than I have. Because I think that... Like I said, man, the Hollywood Blondes was just cool. And prior to that was Dangerous Alliance, right? Yes. That, yeah, that would have been early 90s. Um, yeah, 91, 92. Yeah. Um, and then uh, later on, it says here, after Pillman returned, Austin betrayed and defeated him in a singles match at Clash 25. <coughs> and then on to Dustin Rhodes at Starcade. <coughs> I've got a Let's see. He finished off. He finished off 94 there, and then 95 would be ECW. Yeah. On his uh, way to being a star, bigger star. In 95, he took part in a tournament for the vacant United States title, where he defeated Hacksaw Jim Duggan via countout in the first round, but lost to Randy Savage in the quarterfinals. And I believe that is actually on my uh, Macho Man DVD, the uh, the newest one that came out. like the Oh, unreleased un- or whatever? Yeah, the unreleased matches. Okay. Because I think that was on a Saturday night taping. So, Stone Cold being fired by Bischoff. I've heard, I believe I've heard via FedEx and I've heard via telephone. From what I understand, it was via, uh, because X-Pac was via FedEx. Oh, right, right. X-Pac was FedEx, sorry. Well, but they've, no, they've said Austin's was, I've heard both versions of that as well. But I'm pretty sure I remember Stone Cold in that, uh the Stone Cold Truth or whatever documentary. That's like the best one, I think. That, or, uh, uh, what, what, no, it's not that one. It's just the... It's not Stone Cold Truth. I'm looking at it on my shoulder. <coughs> Hold on. I'll find it. It's the one of movies. just his face. I think it's called St- The Stone Cold... Hold on. I'm looking for it. I'm going to find it. It's on my shelf here. Because Stone Cold Truth is like him up on the turnbuckle. Yeah. It's the newest uh, one. It's the best one, in my opinion, if I could just find it. Where is it? And I mean, he's literally here. sitting down for like two hours talking about his whole career. Yeah, it's like, a, it's like a pretty good shoot, honestly. Okay, it's called Stone Cold Steve Austin, the bottom line on the most popular superstar yes. of all time. Yes. That's the one. That's mm-hmm. the one. If you, anybody listening who hasn't watched all 45 Stone Cold documentaries, that's the one to watch. That's the one to get. And it is on the WWE Network, which I don't know if you know this or not, but it's only nine ninety nine a month. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I heard about that. Yeah. They they use a lot of clips from that movie, too, and other documentaries from WWE. Like, where yes. he's, if it's Stone Cold talking, they'll... About a lot anybody. Times, yeah, they'll usually use that one, because it's... Yes. Stone Cold Truth, I don't remember if I ever seen that one, honestly. I don't know if I did either. I just remember that because it was also the book. It was a yeah. book and a, and a documentary. Yeah, the bottom line, the most popular superstar of all time. That's the Stone Cold one you want to watch. That's a solid fucking disc right there. Three discs? Is it three discs? Yeah, that's a solid three disc. Well, the first disc is documentary. The rest is probably matches, I'm assuming. I, I, I've watched that one a lot because pre-WWE Network for all you youngsters out there, uh, we had to watch DVDs and VHS tapes. For all you youngsters. Who are, you must be really young if you've never used a DVD before. So. Yeah. I wanted to thank you for listening and being a part of the Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. But I just have one favorite ask. And that is that you visit 
ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads. It's your one-stop shop for Heels and Quads wrestling podcast merchandise. And we got plenty of it for you. You won't regret it. You know you need some new shirts. You need some new swag. So hit up ProWrestlingTees.com forward slash Heels and Quads to help support the show and help fix that damn wardrobe of yours. Yeah, and they don't yeah. make Blu-rays anymore. That's just kind of odd to me. They don't? No. Who doesn't make Blu-rays? The Fed. You know, that is strange. I, yesterday, actually, uh, off the topic of that, we we're talking about Blu-rays, but uh, I bought Day of the Dead. Uh-huh. Because I want Night, Dawn, and Day, so I have the original trilogy, and I bought it on Blu-ray. And I was honestly kind of, I had a weird worry about it. I don't know why I was worried about it, but I was like, what about, what about Blu-rays, you know? <laughs> I don't know. I'm trying to say, like, I, I, it was just, that's what I'm saying. It was a weird worry. I was like, why am I worried about this? Like, what about Blu-rays? Because I was thinking, like, am I going to have to buy a Blu-ray player if the new game systems don't have that? You I'm know? sure they will. Mm, I don't know, man. They're really wanting to do the digital bullshit. I know, but I mean, even like PS4 and Xbox One have 4K versions that are compatible with that. Well, and you know what? They just and the, and the a... new ones are supposed to be 8K, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah that's true. Then they released the Xbox One S with no disk drive, and all the reviews are negative because everybody's like, I want to watch Blu rays. Can we just talk about this for a second? I'm so tired of buying my favorite movies on different platforms. Yeah. DVDs have lasted a long time, though. DVDs have lasted a long time. Really long time. However, but I remember buying, like, the Godfather trilogy on DVD because VHS was obsolete. Yeah. And I had to delete them. But then I also bought it on Blu-ray, and I'm sure the 4K version's not far behind. And then, you know, in a couple of years, it's going to be 8K. And I'm like, I'm tired of buying this. Here's the thing about 8K. I don't think our eyes see that. I'm pretty sure I've seen a video or a documentary or something about how our eyes don't actually see a certain resolution. Like, basically, it's just churched up to look real vibrant and shit. Yeah. Like, 4K we see. 4K's <clears throat> intense. Like, yeah, I have and, a 4K player and the 4K, uh, we buy the 4K Ultra HD yeah. disc. And they're, they're fucking intense, dude. Yeah. Like, you feel like you're in the movie. <clears throat> and then if you have the TVs that are like 60 frames or whatever, everything looks like it's moving all real and shit. Yeah, that's how ours is. It's re- it's really intense. You get used to it after a while. Have you noticed yeah. that? I I used to yeah. want we have a TV like that now and at first I was like, "Wow." I started watching the office again cuz I was like, "I got to watch it like this." <laughs> and uh <laughs> Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. 
Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. I'm just used to it. It doesn't look that way to me anymore. Yeah, but now, like, if I go to work or something and just see a normal TV, I'm just like, eh. yeah, yeah, exactly. Yep. Eh. But like, sporting events on 4K are amazing. Oh wow, yeah, I love that. Yeah, I mean, we like, might see we might see 8K, but I'm pretty sure I've seen something about how like there's a certain resolution that our eyes won't will eventually not like it won't look different. Not well, that we won't some, see it, but, like... Yeah, you know at I mean? some point, I feel like there's just going to be, like, a chip implanted, and just we just, eyes. like, think yeah. of a movie, and we can watch it in our heads. Yeah. Probably about the whole, 2250, maybe? 2252? Yeah. And the whole, <laughs> and the whole uh, family experience of watching a movie together is going to be no more. Do you think the year 5150 is going to be a crazy year? <laughs> I think it's going to have a lot of Van Halen influence. <laughs> or Van Hagar. Van Hagar. <laughs> All right, let's get back to Austin. Now. Okay. So, uh, after WCW, you went to ECW for a pretty brief period, even though it's very well known. Yeah, it's it's super important in his career because it it was a transitional period for him and his character development skills. Yeah. Uh, the, the, uh, probably the most famous one is when he dresses like Bischoff and Stone Cold and, uh, Hulk Hogan. Yeah. Yeah. And it's called Monday Night Quill. Yeah. <laughs> that was good. I love those. Promos. It was. Those are so good. And, and his feud with Mikey Whipwreck, previous guest on the show. That was pretty much only, that was his only match really. <clears throat> was yeah, that? That and yeah, it was that and the same, and the same man. That's right. Uh, and, of course, Mikey Whipwreck defeated Austin in a ECW World Heavyweight Championship match. If you played at, WWE 2K16, you had to play that at match. At November to remember. Um, and that's when uh, the Whippersnapper, and we talked to Mikey about that when he was on the show. <sighs> Who invented that? Did you know? Did Austin steal it from him? It wasn't a big deal because Austin gave him this huge rub, so he didn't take any offense to Austin later turning it into the stunner. Yeah. <coughs> Excuse me. <clears throat> <laughs> and then, of course, he makes the big move to the Big Z, the World Wrestling Federation slash entertainment. Late 95, debuted on January 8th, episode of Raw, and was awarded right away the Million Dollar Championship. So that's when he became, he was the ringmaster. Yes. His first match was January 15th episode of Raw, and he defeated a young Matt Hardy. Oh, yeah. And then he also had a match with uh, one of those like early matches with Scotty Tuhati, a.k.a. Uh-huh. Scott Taylor. <clears throat> yes. <clears throat> that was another one of his. Those are his early days. And, of and course, what as was I'm it? reading, his first real uh, feud was with Savio Vey, who in my opinion, is one of the most underrated stars of the oh, yeah, mid-90s. Totally. He, was, he was a big they, influence on uh, that whole thing when him and Razor kind of had like a friendship, and then 
when Scott Hall left, and then Savio was kind of like lost in the shuffle until the nation. Yeah. <clears throat> and they had a pretty sweet strap match, Stone Cold and Savio. If you haven't that, seen that, it was that they had to houses. record twice because. Uh, oh, the, it was at the uh, one, the power, power outage, outage, right? Yeah. Yep. Yeah. That's right. They showed it on Raw or something. Yeah. The uh, In Your House Beware of Dog. That was the, the main was Sean and Bulldog. Oh, that was the one with the power outage. That's right. Mm-hmm. So then they were. So the if you watch it on the network, it shows it shows like the first part that was before the power went out, and then it shows whatever they show taped after or something. Yeah, they they retaped, and okay. so on the on the home video release, which is basically all the network is, and they just kind of mi- mixed them together and made one show, which you can't really okay. tell unless you're like a a super fan. You can't tell. But I've seen footage of the original because they yeah. continue to do it by <clears throat> yep. candlelight. So that uh, I think it was Undertaker and Goldust was one of the matches that they had to do in the dark. Yeah, they did this. They did this one in the dark, and then they did that in the dark, and that would and be the, kind of a cool show to be at, honestly. Yeah, and the power came back on for the main event, of course, because Shawn yeah. Michaels is like, "That doesn't work for me, brother." <laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> Sean is a that doesn't work for me, brother kind of guy, though. Oh, Back yeah. in his heyday, he was definitely a sorry that doesn't work for me. Apparently, Crown Jewel worked for him, though. So. Oh, well, of course it did. Uh, so after the ringmaster, his uh, names pre Stone Cold. The, this is the list of names. Oh, I love them: Otto von Ruthless, <laughs> Ice Dagger, <laughs> Fang McFrost, and Chili McFreeze. <laughs> Why I don't I never understood that like and that was the list he got or so, like they handed him a list and those were on it or yeah something. so he said in the documentary yeah so can we just say what we always say about stuff like this this has got vents written all over it oh god yeah it's so you it's good shit such good shit good shit pal <laughs> Fang Mc yeah it's you Fang McFrost. <laughs> Fang McFrost versus The Rock. I know. <laughs> I, I know. We'll combine two of the biggest restaurant franchises. Chili McFrost. <laughs> Chili. This is tonight's main event. Chili McFreeze versus Triple H. <laughs> Ice Dagger. Otto Von Ruthless versus The Rock. Ice Dagger versus The Undertaker. <laughs> oh my god. Highway to hell. Dad. And then of course Stone Cold is like, no, we can call me Stone Cold. Mm-hmm. Because his wife, I remember the video. Yeah. And it's on that movie. He says, my wife, you know, she was at the time, my wife at the time, because he's had like four wives. <laughs> he's a pimp. <laughs> <laughs> he, uh, he said his, his tea was drinking a cup of tea, and she goes, and she said, you better drink tea. It's going to get stone cold. And I was like, oh, shit, stone cold. That's not that, exactly what he said, but that's, the name. that's what he's. That's my name. She that's said, the... you better drink tea. It's going to get stone cold. That's my name. <laughs> that's my name. He said it just like that, too. There was yeah, no pause. <laughs> she, my wife at the time, she was British, so she made me a cup of hot tea. And I was sitting there watching this documentary on. This Are you serious ter- about the British thing? Yeah, I didn't remember that. Yeah. <laughs> I about, thought you were about, being the dick about this serial killer. And she said, "You better, nice li- man. You be- you better drink your 
tell you before it gets ice cold. And I said, that's my name. That's my name. (laughs) (laughs) Stone cold, not ice cold. Stone cold. You fucked it up. Ah, well, whatever. Yeah. Hey, you better get you better drink tea before it gets ice dagger. <laughs> That's my name. You, you better drink chili McFreeze. <laughs> you better you better drink tea before it gets ice dagger. I said, oh, that's my name. Oh, that's not my name. <laughs> you better drink you better drink tea before it gets auto van ruthless. <laughs> I said, oh, that's my name. Oh, that's the name. <laughs> Listen to this episode. Like I'm, I'm clipping this for Instagram just to bring people in. That is right there. That's a clip. Holy shit! <laughs> if you don't drink your tea, it's gonna get bang McFrost. <laughs> gonna get chilly McFreeze. This is why we can't ever get through anything because we start laughing about one thing. But, come on. Von Ruthless, Ice Dagger, <laughs> Fang McFrost, Chili McFreeze, Chili McFreeze. <laughs> uh, sitting here watching this documentary, my wife said, you better, better drink tea before it gets. <laughs> I drink it chili, chili McFreeze. You better drink tea before it gets Chili McFreeze. <laughs> chili McCode. <laughs> You better drink your tea before it gets Chili's big flurry. <laughs> oh, oh God! I love uh, how I'm sitting here still trying to drink coffee while I'm. I know while- I can hear you like wanting to take a sip. I'm like, don't, don't do that. I'm like, <sighs> don't do it. Don't fucking do it. I can just picture Vince in his office with glasses on, typing it up on his computer and saying, oh, Chili McFreeze, Jesus, pal. His IBM desktop. Yeah, his IBM. It was a typewriter. He's probably using it. No, no, no. It was a a computer. It was just the green and black computer. He maybe had a a gateway at this point. No, it was IBM. (laughs) It was IBM. (laughs) Chili McFreeze, you better drink your tea before it gets... Autobahn ruthless. <laughs> <laughs> okay. All right, let's move on because we're getting yeah, the good so, stuff uh, now. After that, chill. Howdy, y'all, and y'all better not forget you got to go over to collarandelbowbrand.com and use coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout to save you 10% on your order. But you can also go to zubas.com and use coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout, but that saves you 15% on your order. My grandpa said he remembers Zubas, and he said you ought to swing by there and buy some shirts. That's some dang good country. McFreeze became Chili McFreeze 316. <laughs> since, I no. just, since I just froze your ass. Since I just froze your ass. <laughs> he's like Sub-Zero. He comes out in a ninja costume. He but to. he's still bald. Yeah. Uh, so basically after all that, when he got the name Stone Cold, it wasn't long until the King of the Ring incident, the... 96 King Henry 96 when he won and the I love the story behind that how that was improv the yeah. awesome 316 thing because he said he talked to someone 
Maybe it was handsome Doc. Handsome Doc Hendrix. But he said they told he was like, "What did he say in his promo?" And he said something. They said he was talking about praying and John and the Bible or whatever. They didn't say John three sixteen because Jake the Snake was his gimmick. He was at the born time again was or whatever. Born again. Uh, yeah. But earlier in the night, that first that first opening match uh, for the King Ring tournament was him versus Wild Man Mark Nero, and. Uh, Busted his mouth open, had to go to the hospital, get yeah. stitches. That that to me right there shows you how bad he <laughs> fucking wanted it. <clears throat> yeah, because he in WCW he wanted it the whole time. <clears throat> He'd been waiting and waiting and waiting, you know. And it's like then Bischoff's like, no, you're done. And then it was like, okay, I'll go somewhere else and get big. And then finally he gets his moment. And then the Austin three sixteen says, I just whipped your ass. Totally improv, boom, right there is where it started. That Here, was where Stone Cold began. Here's a thought, because <clears throat> if, if you're a wrestling fan and you go back or you remember, at this time, Triple H was originally supposed to win the King of the Ring in 96. But due oh, to right. curtain, curtain call, call. Inc- yep. incident, he, he was the only one that got punished for it. So they took away his King of the Ring. Granted, he won it the next year, and his career took off too. But I wonder if... Triple H had won in 96, what that would have done for Stone Cold. I feel like Stone Cold <clears throat> would have just had to win 97. <clears throat> I feel like there was no... There was no stopping him. I don't know, though. <laughs> I don't because know. Because if he wouldn't have won at 96, he wouldn't have did that promo. Yeah. Because in 97, Jake was gone. Yeah, and he might not have been talking about the same thing, you know, so... And, and you really <clears throat> never got... You, you never, never would have got that promo, though. So that's, I mean, that's crazy to think about. Yeah. How so things like that work. hadn't happened, then. We never would have got Stone Cold. That's, you know, that's kind of a big deal to think about it like that. It's like when you get high and you think about shit that you don't really need to think about. But that's like <laughs> something, if you really look at it that way, then you're like, wow, those guys, they weren't responsible for that. But the events prior to king of the ring caused because then it was like they had to look i mean i guess that he might have still climbed to the top because obviously if triple h was the first man and stone cold was the second that obviously means that they were like okay he's we're gonna build him somehow some way right you know but But would, would my whole thing is is that like i don't know would it, would, the attitude wouldn't have been the same because that no. him saying, I just whooped your ass or I just whipped your ass. That was the whole driving point behind Stone Cold of being that defying authority figure and get, yeah, that was the bird the and gimmicks. all that. Yeah. So, I mean, really, Triple H and the curtain call is instrumental in that whole thing taking yeah. off. Because, yeah, he, Stone Cold yeah. might have won in 97. He, I mean, I'm sure he would have if he was number two. But, but what would have what, what, what been different? And that's, I mean, that's yeah. hindsight, you know. You can't go back and change history, but. Well, it's good it played out the way it did. Yeah. So after uh, that. Uh, let's see, after that, that's when he kind of started feuding with Bret Hart. <clears throat> and then that led up to their. They had matches prior to WrestleMania mm-hmm. 13. Um, did they and do the Survivor Survi- Series? Survivor Series, yeah. That was uh, so, that was uh, Bret Hart's return, big return. 
to right. uh because he had been off filming uh Lonesome <clears throat> Dove and uh took time off because he apparently he had a knee problem. He had to get his knee cleaned out. Um and that led to their match at Survivor Series, which also around which... this time is the same time that we're getting the uh Ooh. Speaking of uh, Johnny Law, the Pillman's Got a Gun segment. Did you hear the sirens or something? Yeah. Oh, okay. Wow. That's I mean, crazy it, that my it was that perfect transition. Because <laughs> I was like, speaking of Johnny Law. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That was awesome. Yeah. Uh, okay. So it was, well, before we talk about the Pillman stuff, we got to talk about Bret Hart and Stone Cold. Well, right? the, the, this they go hand in hand. They're... Oh, I thought it was after. I thought it was after. No, 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 no. Because this, because the Pillman thing actually happened before before Survivor Series. Another one of my favorite moments when it shows in the Brian Pillman movie, it shows him pull up the gun so many times. Oh yeah, you have to, and then it like shows him pull the trigger and the the fuzz. Yeah, that uh, that was another one of those moments that people are like, that was the added, start of the Attitude Era. That wasn't to me the start of the Attitude Era. That was just a little more edgy TV that was kind of slowly happening. It was kind of Jerry Springer-ish. Yeah, it was just like that, whoa, you know, and then it cuts out. So there wasn't, I, I don't credit that as the start of the Azure. I credit it as part of, during the beginning, 90, it's hard for me, to, it's hard to pinpoint that we talked about that. Let's not get so into that. So many times, it's, yeah. that's, that's one of those, uh. Uh, conspiracy theories. <laughs> yeah, wrestling conspiracies. When the hell did the Attitude Era start? Because uh, personally, I think it was King of the Ring 96. I think that's what shot that to the moon. Some people think it's here. Some people think it's WrestleMania 13. Some people don't think it started until WrestleMania 14. It's all... Some people don't think it started until Vince's promo, the Scratch logo debuts. It's It's all a matter of opinion. I think Attitude had been building ever since King of the Ring 96. Because just saying ass was, I just whipped your ass. That is, that's a change in Attitude. So it kind of starts there and moves forward. So anyways, we'll, we'll bicker on that too long. Yeah. <clears throat> but the, the Pillman's Got a Gun segment, one of the most re- memorable segments on Raw in... 97 for sure or 96 yeah because yeah that was late 96 so cold busts in the door and yeah uh, steps steps in steps in brian jr's kiddie pool yeah uh and then busts in the living room and there's pillman sitting there under the blanket with a gun with his foot propped up. he was he was cussing it says that he said bitch and fuck yeah as well so I don't remember that, but yeah. Well, because I'm happened. sure, I mean, it might have happened in the original, but I mean, I'm sure they've cut it since then, obviously. Yeah. <clears throat> then moving forward to Survivor Series, uh, number one contender match for the uh, heavyweight title. Uh, Austin lost to Hart when Hart used the turnbuckle to push himself backward, Bret Hart spot, uh, while locked in the Million Dollar Dream and pinned Austin. Uh and this is, I mean, one of those matches where you could see he was going to be a star no matter what. 
And yeah, Brett, he was he was working with the best. Brett could wrestle <laughs> a broomstick and make it look like a million bucks. But I mean, Austin obviously no no slouch. Yeah. Uh, so what? That was Sid as champion up until WrestleMania, right? Yeah. Or yeah. Sid won Sid, it. In... Sid won it at Survivor Series that later that night. Yeah. Okay. So that started the whole Sean and Sid thing. And then, of course, the Royal Rumble. Austin was part of the final four in 97. Uh-huh. And then he was eliminated by Bret Hart, but the ref didn't see it. Gets back in the ring and throws Bret out and wins the Royal Rumble. That's another is... one of those things that you see is he's part of the final four. That's when you kind of see who who they like. And that's what, going into WrestleMania, that's why Austin get a, didn't get a title shot because he had to face Bret Hart. Um because basically Sean didn't want to do business with Brett again. And I think this is this. Yeah. This is when uh, Sean lost his smile after the rumble. Cause he won the title back at rumble and that Thursday night raw, he uh, released the title cause he lost his smile. All right. And then final four, the pay-per-view is where they had the, was that for the title? No, 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 no. That was undertaker. And yeah, Vader. it was for the title. Yeah, it was? it was for the title. Yeah, it was for the title. It was Brett, Undertaker, Vader, and uh, 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 who was Stone it? Cold. Austin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I I blacked out for a second. Um, and I was then, reading too much, and then I just seen Undertaker and Vader, and like, yeah, Brett about won, that. Brett won the match and then lost the title uh, to Sid on a on an episode of Raw. Yes, and then Sid went into WrestleMania 13 as champion. That was Undertaker and Sid, but... And sh- when he shit his pants. <clears throat> yeah. Also, Allegedly. Between, I, a lot of people don't like WrestleMania 13. There's something about it I somewhat enjoy. I love it. Yeah, I like it. And uh, Stone Cold and Bret Hart, I mean, that match. That was another one of those things they say could have started the Attitude Era, that match. It was the double turn, the blood. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> The double they, turn, and they still use how... that. That that we I've talked about that a thousand times on the show. That moment when Austin's pushing himself up and the blood goes yeah. down through his teeth, and yep, that's another he, clip. right before he passes out. It's just amazing. That finish is probably one of the best because yeah. that solidified. Okay, this is a tough sob. Not that we didn't know that already, but that really was like, okay, he's he's the guy. Mm-hmm. Because he's in there going toe to toe with Brett, and they're just just tearing it down. Like if it wasn't for that match, WrestleMania 13 would be lackluster. But that match, yeah. pretty much brings it all together. And it was like third on the card or something. <coughs> oh fuck! <sighs> That's what I say when I sneeze. <clears throat> oh fuck! Oh fuck! So yeah, there's that, and then. Uh, let's see, 97 after that match, which if you have the reason. If you haven't seen that match, just go watch. But surely you've yeah. seen that match if you're listening to this. If you if you haven't seen that and you listen to us, what are you doing with your life? So then we get into the summer of '97, and that is when Sean and Stone Cold won the tag titles, correct? And yeah, and they faced each other at King of the Ring. Uh, yeah, that's for right. the title because Sean got the title back. Right now. Uh, was under was Undertaker still champ here? Undertaker yes, was Undertaker champ until was still SummerSlam. Champ. Yeah, yeah. Because then Brett got the belt back at SummerSlam. 
so yeah, they had the tag titles up until up until SummerSlam, I believe. July fourteenth, Michaels was forced to vacate due to injury. Oh, okay, right, right, right. And that's when uh, Dude Love and uh, debuted. You know, as to much be as, Austin's new partner. As much as I love '97, I I don't remember the summer of it, but I do know that SummerSlam '97 I really like. Yeah, uh, we reviewed that on here. So look in the archives. We did. Um, Last summer, we did. We did it. So as, uh, <clears throat> obviously, we get to SummerSlam, <clears throat> SummerSlam '97, and we get the incident with Stone Cold and Owen Hart. Uh, that was at SummerSlam, correct? Yes. And Owen Hart pile drives Stone Cold. It messes up his neck. They always say it broke his neck, but if it broke his neck, he wouldn't be back in like three months. Right. It messed up his vertebrae and stuff. Um. So he was out for a little bit, but he had the belt because he rolled up Owen Hart in a attempt as well as he could have done it. And even he a, admitted it was the worst roll-up ever in history, but it was Owen all he could do. Owen sold that shit. Yeah, he did. Owen sold the hell out of it. Uh, so he has the Intercontinental title till, oh, it's later that year, I believe The Rock he, gets it from him? He, uh, that he vacated it because okay. they did the tournament at Bad Blood. I'm like wrong it, about this entire history. <laughs> and, it, and it was Owen and Farouk at Bad Blood in the finals for... Okay. Uh, the icy belt. Austin interfered. Owen gets it back. Austin interfered to have the Owen win because he wanted to face him again because it made sense. Yeah. <clears throat> okay. And then he he won it back at Survivor Series. Austin. Okay. Okay. Uh, Which that match gets forgot about because of what happened at SummerSlam. Yes. <clears throat> and then we get Moving forward into DX in your house, which we've also done on the show. Yes. Um, and this is the first uh, real feud between Austin and The Rock. Yes. And Stone Cold beat him to get the belt back after but the, the Rock. And the build to this was awesome. Okay, so The Rock stole Stone Cold's belt November 17th episode of Raw. And then at DX in your house, which is December 7th, Austin beats Rock to get his belt back. And let's see. Oh, yeah. Okay. The next night on Raw is the, one, yeah. the night where The Rock goes, you can go to hell and take your belt with you. And throws it over the, <laughs> and throws it over it. the bridge. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So now we're getting to some stuff I can remember. Yeah. Uh, that 97 gets a little foggy because it's just. It, yeah. I don't, a lot I don't watch on. it a lot. But I like that year a lot. Like, that was That's, a good, pivotal year. It's probably one of my favorite years in wrestling is 97. Yeah. Uh, I, would, so then, I would say I was 97. I was in the peak of my wrestling fandom. And it, I just rode that wave through, like, 99. And then 2000, I started to kind of drop off a little bit. Yeah, at 98, my first... I believe it was late 97 or early 98 where my first recollection was Kane. And I think it was 97 because I, I remember seeing, seeing the, by God, it's Kane thing. Yeah. And I'm pretty sure that was, yeah. So something taped somewhere. I was like four or five years old. That's what I remember. 
I'm going to assume you probably rented it from the former Hastings Crossroads. Yeah, somebody somebody rented it. It wasn't mine, but I remember being at a friend's house and seeing it. <clears throat> so, my parents were playing it, and I seen Kane. Yeah, it was great. So, I know the Kane thing, and I remember telling my friend that he was going to come into his bedroom that night. yeah so uh then we move on of course to 98 the huge year for wwf uh stone cold wins the royal rumble thus begins kind of the feud with mcmahon yeah 90 january 98 begins the feud with mcmahon on to 2001 the night after royal rumble because he was at royal rumble mike tyson their tussle in the ring. Uh, oh yeah, that's night after Rumble, right? The, I got his. I got two words for you, and he flips off Mike Tyson, who called yeah. Steve Austin Cold Stone. Um, <laughs> and so then Tyson was announced as the special enforcer for the title match at WrestleMania 14. Yep, and there was really nothing for Stone Cold at. Uh, the there was that big tag match he was in at no, in way, no out way out, yeah, which is one of those odd pay per views that I find very lovely, but a yeah. lot of people don't see. It's, it is what it is. I think it was just one of those ones that I'd watched so many times because probably nostalgic that, or something. Yeah, at this point, everybody was a Stone Cold fan. Yeah, so you're <clears throat> like, you don't care what it is. Like, if you can get your hands on it, you're gonna eat it up because you need more stone cold and now let me introduce you to the world's best pro wrestling channel that is powerslam.tv powerslam lets you stream the entire world of pro wrestling all in a single channel for one low price bringing over 4,000 hours of content from over 110 of your favorite wrestling brands from countries all around the globe right onto your laptop and mobile devices You can find all of your favorite kinds of wrestling. British Strong Style, Women's Wrestling, Lucha Libre, Technical, Comedic, High Flying, Hardcore, and many others. In addition to the most recent events, Power Slam also gives you shoot interviews, backstage footage, roundtables, and live... A little flexibility can go a long way. By refinancing your newer used auto loan with PenFed, you can lower your monthly payments for more flexibility in your budget. You can even schedule your first payment for up to 60 days from the date of your refinance. Calculate how much you could save at PenFed.org slash autorefi or call 1-800-247-5626 to apply. Membership is open to everyone. To receive any advertised product, you must become a member of PenFed, insured by NCUA. Support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Style videos of legendary names in the pro wrestling industry. That's powerslam.tv. And make sure to use coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps at checkout to give you one month free to view over 4,000 hours of content on powerslam.tv using coupon code Heels and Quads in all caps 
at checkout. Yeah, exactly. Merch was flying off the shelves. Well, at, at WrestleMania 14, of course, he wins his first WWF title. That's when it really starts to kick into full gear. Him and McMahon are feuding throughout 98. He faces Dude Love at Over the Edge. He faces Dude Love at Unforgiven. Faces Dude Love at Unforgiven, then Over the Edge with McMahon as a special guest referee. That moment where McMahon's down and he uses his hand to count to three, yeah. that's the shit. I remember running Over the Edge a lot, too. And uh, I remember being on a plane during King of the Ring 98 going to my dad's. And uh, this is when Austin loses the title for the first time to Kane in the first blood match. And then uh, the next night regains it. Yeah, it it was kind of a weird turn of events how that happened. And then the next couple of months is that what we were talking about earlier, that build to the highway to hell, which it's, was yeah. one of the funnest summers that yeah, I Undertaker can ever and, remember. Undertaker and Austin are tag champs. They lose the belts at fully loaded, I believe. Mm-hmm. Um, and then move on to SummerSlam 98, where there was the culmination of highway to hell with the rock versus Undertaker. Of course, you talked about that earlier. Stone Cold gets knocked out the head. Goes down for a, he hits the ropes, gets kicked, goes down, and then Taker comes back, kicks him, and he, or, uh, wrong, wrong, wrong. Taker's down. Sorry, i am got it all mixed up. Hey, he talks, you're, you're telling the story here. Yeah. Taker's down uh, from a kick. Stone Cold comes back, kicks him again, and his head hits the bottom of Stone Cold's head, knocks him out, and... <laughs> He looks up at Earl Hebner. Earl Hebner says, you're in the garden, son. <laughs> <laughs> That's, That's one of my favorite stories ever. Yeah. You're in, where am I at? You're in the garden, son. And then he just <laughs> continues the match. That just shows you how tough he was. I mean, mm-hmm. he gets knocked out in the main event and keeps going. Of course, he didn't, get, he didn't get knocked out, like locked up, knocked out. He just got knocked the fuck out and woke back up. But there's, there are those moments where they get knocked out and they're like, everything's locked up and they're seizing and shit. Luckily it wasn't that moment. Yeah. And then after SummerSlam, Austin, did he vacate it? Did he get stripped? What would exactly happen? He, I believe he gets, uh, they take the belt from him. Um, Vince McMahon takes the belt from him and then, Oh, uh, breakdown undertaker and Kane. It was a, they both pinned Austin. They yeah, vacated yeah, yeah. the title because of the screwy finish. Judgment Day, Austin's the guest ref. Um, yeah, and then and then there's the other one, Judgment Day. They do, and he's the special ref, mm-hmm. and they're and they're both down. And he counts one, two, three, and then he's like, "Your cha- your winner is Stone Cold Steve Austin, or whatever." And then Vince is up in the booth, and he says, "Screw you, Austin. You're fired." And then this is when we get the bang three sixteen. Uh, yeah, he comes back because he Vince is in the wheelchair, <laughs> and he comes. He's it shows him on the Titan Tron that night, sitting in his truck with his camo and shit on. <laughs> and then they're like, he's freaking out, and, and he fucking grabs him. <laughs> I think it's the main event segment. He pulls his ass down it to the is. ring, and he shoots the gun. It says "Bang 316." He says, "Looks like we got a new shirt on the way." That shirt. It's going to say McMahon 316 says, I just, I just missed my, my pants. pants. <laughs> and then it's. <laughs> I had is. that poster on my wall. 
Bang 316, oh, it's, so it's that. And you can see, like, the quote-unquote piss down Benz's leg on the poster. Was, for, oh. someone to, for someone to own a company and piss their pants on TV to, for good ratings, mad fucking respect. Yeah. That is good. That is this awesome. Is when, this is when Vince was still sane. He, yeah. he knew what yeah, was this- good. He knew what worked for us, brother. Yeah, he knows what works for us, brother. Uh, so then, of course, we he get Austin gets screwed at Survivor Series, uh, where Shane. There's the tournament, and The Rock wins it. He's the corporate champ. Yeah. This is deadly game. So Austin's he's pinning mankind, and Shane goes one, two, and then flips him off. Yeah. And uh, I don't remember the outcome of that match. Mankind, Mankind ends up winning the match. Okay. Um, and then that's the finals is Mankind and Rock, and everybody thinks Mankind's going to win because everybody thinks that he's their champion and the McMahons screw him because he's – they call him every, like, dirty name in the book and go with the Rock because he's their handsome champ. And then we get to 99 – where Austin loses it. He doesn't get, he doesn't win the Royal Rumble. McMahon does. We talked about this St. Valentine's Day Massacre. Him and McMahon have an awesome match at St. Valentine's Day Massacre 99, the only of its kind. Which you can go back and listen to that in the archives, as well as 99 Royal Rumble, which we covered earlier this year. Yeah, that was in, uh, that was only a couple of months ago because we're yep. at the 20 year mark. Uh, WrestleMania 15, we also covered. That is where where Stone Cold wins the belt back from The Rock. Uh, I would say the third best out of the WrestleMania trilogy, with number two being 19 and number one being 17. But like you said in our WrestleMania episode, it's like picking your favorite child. You don't really... Yeah. It, it, they're they're interchangeable. all good. Yeah. Um, so then at Backlash, uh, The Rock, the Rock uh, wants a rematch. They do the rematch... Um, Stone Cold loses. No, does Stone Cold? He wins. He wins. Right, right. Okay, I'm, I'm all over the place here. You're fine. Uh, SummerSlam '99. Austin holds the belt until SummerSlam '99, and they do the triple threat match with Stone Cold, Mick Foley, or Mankind, and uh, Triple H. Yes, with and, Jesse the Body Ventura as the guest rep. Yes, and that is Mankind wins that. Am I right? Yeah, Mankind wins in a triple threat yes. match. Uh, he Triple H to Triple H, a, H the next night. Triple H was originally scheduled to win his first title at that event, but Austin refused to drop it to him, believing Triple H was not over enough with the crowd yet. So Mankind was used as a transition champion until Triple H won it the next night. Right. Stone Cold gets his rematch at No Mercy against Triple H, but he lost after The Rock accidentally struck him with a sledgehammer shot meant for Triple H. Uh, When Survivor Series rolled around, Triple H was still champion, but Stone Cold was booked for a triple threat main event match. But that's when he gets hit by the car for his neck surgery to write him off TV for a bit. I did it for The Rock. Yeah, Rikishi, supposedly. And then at Backlash 2000, if I recall correctly, mm-hmm. yes, he makes his he comes back in the main event to a ridiculous pop. Yeah, that's definitely one of the biggest pops of all time. 
because uh, you knew it was coming. It was that, and like it, they were kind of stumbling around, beating on everybody, and like wasting time. And the glass crashes, and here everybody's comes. looking up at the Titantron, waiting for it. Yeah. Uh. So he doesn't wrestle again after that. Well, after the year prior, until No Mercy. He makes his comeback and he faces Rikishi, no holds barred match, beats the hell out of him. Uh, and then at Survivor Series, Triple H had plotted to run down Austin again during their match, but his plot failed when Austin lifted Triple H's car with a forklift and then dropped it 20 feet. <laughs> Sounds like Stone Cold. <laughs> classic classic no, Tilly, Tilly McFreeze. Late 2000 is a very foggy time for me. I don't the, remember that. The, yeah, this is when I was out. And it wasn't because it was bad. It was just, it just was other things going on. So yeah, uh, I had, I had kind of moved on and started uh, listening to rock music and hating your father and stuff and r- running after <laughs> chasing after uh, girls and all that being stuff. a hooligan. Yeah, uh, being a so street th- tough. So then we get to um, Royal Rumble, two thousand one. Stone Cold wins it, his third Royal Rumble. Hopefully he stays the only ever three-time winner of Royal Rumble. I feel like that I feel like that is Stone Cold's thing. Leave that to him. Like Don't Ric Flair. Touch it. John Cena can do his little sixteen time world champion bullshit. Don't touch Stone Cold's Royal Rumble wins. Yeah. Uh and then the next month at No Way Out two thousand one, Triple H and Stone Cold have probably one of my favorite Stone Cold matches. Uh, the three stages of hell match at No Way Out. I, I watched this one yesterday too, and it stands great. The test it's of like time. forty-five minutes or something. It's good. Yeah, it is a really, really, good, really match. good. And it's uh, I don't remember what they were fighting for. I don't remember if it was still on the heels of the whole car thing or not. I don't think it was, but it was just on the way to WrestleMania. Uh, being WrestleMania seventeen, X seven, uh, Stone Cold and The Rock. The the best of the trilogy. I think that one you can easily say is the best of the trilogy. I think the only reason why people wouldn't think it is is because of Austin's heel turn. Which that didn't ruin the match. That just made the next couple months a little weird. Because Very was, strange. Yeah, he was a different character. and I liked Which, it personally. Perso- yeah, personally, I love that character. I thought it was great. Yeah, I love the Stone Cold as a heel and like the goofy shit with Kurt Angle and Vince McMahon and singing. And, and he seemed like he was in love with McMahon. Yeah. So he wins at WrestleMania 17 via the help of Vince McMahon. They shake hands at the end and that's like the, whoa, that's the big deal. And then shortly after, they they... Triple H and Stone Cold start the two-man power trip with Triple H as the guy gunning for the IC title, and uh, or ha- he has the IC title, and Stone Cold being the WWF champion. Uh, they do the actually what I mentioned earlier, the match at Backlash with Taker and Kane versus Stone Cold and Triple H for the world title and the. It was for the world title, the intercontinental title, and the tag belts because they right. have the tag one of those too. situations. Yeah, yeah, and uh, they win. Triple H and uh, Stone Cold retain, and then shortly after, I don't remember where it was. Uh, tr- uh, Triple H gets injured. I think it was on the way. It was after Judgment Day. I have the it Judgment was after, Day VHS. 
It's after Judgment Day, uh, the following night on Raw, is where Triple H yeah. his quads. And then he continues to walk. That's what they were like. That's what's crazy. As he, he kept finished walking the match. Afterwards. Yeah. <laughs> That's tough shit, dude. Uh, I have that Judgment Day on VHS still. Judgment Day does one. We should do that one sometime. Okay. Judgment Day 01. I don't know do why it. I like that one so much. We can do that this year. Uh, Stone Cold does... What would that be, June or July? That's May. Oh, or, May? Yeah, May. Yeah. Or huh. it was at the end of... It's usually May is Judgment Day. I think it might have been start of June, but June's well, came Let me right? look it up real quick. 2001. May 20th, yeah. So we're a little behind. Uh, where was Stone Cold at in Judgment Day? He had a match... I'm I don't assuming Undertaker. Yeah, Undertaker. No, that's okay. Part. It was it was Undertaker. That's right. And uh, tri- Triple H lost the IC belt to Kane at Judgment Day. Yeah, and then the next night he's hurt. Yeah. Uh, King of the Ring. Um, what was his King of the Ring match? King uh, of the Ring 01. I feel like it was one of those weird ones. Uh, Jericho and Benoit. Yeah, month leading to yeah. a, a double submission involving Walls of Jericho and Crippler Crossface. Yeah. Okay, yeah. Uh, King of the Ring Austin defeated Jericho and Benoit in a triple threat match despite interference from the debuting Booker T. Stone Cold suffered a back injury during the match after Booker T dropped Stone Cold through the announcer's table. Uh, after King of the Ring, they start the whole invasion angle when they do the <coughs> invasion pay-per-view. Uh where I believe he was in a team. Yeah, it was Stone Cold, Angle, Jericho, Undertaker, and Kane against uh, WCW's Booker T, DDP, Rhino, and the Dudley Boys. And this is where Austin heel-turned again and went back to... uh, or He became the leader of Team WCW after the match. Yes. Uh, Him and Kurt Angle have a badass match at SummerSlam 2001. One of my favorite SummerSlams, 01. Uh, and then he loses his title to Kurt Angle at Unforgiven by submitting to the ankle lock, but began badgering Angle for a rematch due to his hand being under the ropes. Uh, Kurt Angle faced Angle and Rob Van Dam at No Mercy and won by pinning the latter, Van Dam, uh, to become champion again. Um, let's see here. Where are we at? Where are we at? Okay, so then we get to Survivor Series, of course, where he's the head of the Alliance, and The Rock is the head of the WWF. Uh, they have the match, which is Stone Cold, Kurt Angle, Shane McMahon, Rob Van Dam, and Booker T versus WWF, which was The Rock, uh, Jericho, Jericho Kane, Undertaker, Kane. and Big Show. And that's that Survivor Series. That's the for me. That's my favorite Survivor Series match because it has yeah. stakes. It was perfectly played out. It This is probably one of my favorite Survivor Series. It wasn't period. the only time of the year where Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head. <laughs> because there wasn't that back then, yeah. Are you a man that prefers the can and likes the occasional wine? Well, look no further as we have a solution for you. Man Can Wine. That's right, wine in a can. Our friends over at mancanwine.com have the ultimate drink for any man or woman looking for their favorite adult beverage in a can. 
They come in a variety of flavors. Red, white, fizz, and rosé. Each can contains the equivalent to a half a bottle of wine and 12.5% alcohol. Each can also has a special inner lining to prevent that aluminum taste that we all know. So head over to mancanwine.com and get your koozies ready or purchase them at mancanwine.com from Mancan, your very own Mancan koozie. Make sure to use coupon code HEELSANDQUADS in all caps at checkout to save 25% on your order. That's mancanwine.com using coupon code HEELSANDQUADS in all caps at checkout to save 25% on your order. Okay, so after Survivor Series, when Raw and SmackDown go head-to-head one time a year, (laughs) uh, we get Vengeance, where Chris Jericho gets his bragging rights, where he beats the Stone Cold Cold and The Rock in one night. And the Chili McFreeze. And the Chili McFreeze, and becomes the unified champion, a la the undisputed champion, uh, which he goes on to main event WrestleMania, yada, yada. But Stone Cold kind of starts... <clears throat> this is where Stone Cold's career starts to get he gets a little unhappy uh, at the Royal Rumble it was or no, I, be, I believe it was No Way Out he got a match against Chris Jericho and mm-hmm. lost and then Wrestlemania it's him and Scott Hall which I don't mind the match I liked I it, liked it. Was yeah. like, it was a good one it was just mid card 11 minute match it's kind of weird for Stone Cold after being on the top for so long and who knew uh, the uh the gif that would come out of it later on. Yeah. Uh, and then we start getting in the summer and it's kind of various feuds with stone cold. He's kind of messing with Eddie Guerrero. And then they get, they give him this idea that he's gonna, well, uh, first of all, King of the ring, him and undertaker have a match 2002 to determine the number one contender undertaker wins. Um, and that is for, uh, who's, who, uh, at the time, that is Triple H's belt? Yes. Let's see. 2002 was weird because Triple H loses the belt to Hogan at Backlash. Judgment Day, Taker gets the belt from Hogan. Right. And then at King of the Ring, Stone Cold challenges Taker for the belt? I'm going to have to look at that. I'm I'm seeing. I'm looking at it right now to see if I can find it. Okay. So after after Judgment Day uh, on uh, WWE's internet program, bite this. Austin stunned the company and fans by launching a verbal attack on the direction of the company, uh, and and stated the creative team slated the creative team for not using him the way he felt like they previously did. Yeah, uh, bu- 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 WWE hired rehired Eddie Guerrero for Austin to feud with, while also prepping Austin for a feud with Brock Lesnar. However, okay. Austin balked at the preposition that he lose a King of the Ring qualifying match on Raw to Lesnar and ultimately that's walked right. out of the company. That's there where he go. walked out. Okay, that's why he wasn't at King of the Ring. I knew I was right. getting mixed up somewhere. There was a Stone Cold and Undertaker number one contender match, I believe, at Backlash. <laughs> I believe so they, that's where that was. So in the summer, they, they removed his profile from WWE.com, stopped selling his merch, stopped pushing his character, and for the rest of 2002, he is not involved with the company whatsoever. Yeah. And so comes he comes back. back. He comes back in, 
I believe in January or December, he starts talking to Vince again and makes amends. And Vince says, let's get you back in. And they do the match at No Way Out 2003 with Bischoff versus uh, Stone Cold, which is just a fun match to watch. And the writing's pretty much on the wall here after that because you see it's a match like that as his comeback match. And then it's like, okay, so we get into WrestleMania and Stone Cold has his final match at WrestleMania 19 against The Rock where he inevitably puts The Rock over after their third time wrestling at WrestleMania where uh, Stone Cold had won the previous two times. So that's where he rides off into sunset with his wrestling career. But after that, it kind of gets fun in 03 when he becomes the co-GM. Yeah, and the sheriff. Yeah, Sheriff was like late 03, early 04, I believe. Or yeah. early 04. And then And we we could literally do a show just on this run here. Oh, the co-GM stuff is probably some of my favorite. I'm i I'm glad that he didn't he wasn't gone right away. Because I, I just I couldn't imagine TV losing him right away. That would have definitely killed some ratings because he was a very entertaining part of that. Him and Bischoff. That's Bischoff said he had a lot of fun doing it, and I'm so glad because that was some of the funnest WWE programming to watch. Yeah. Especially and, them at the pay-per-views. Yeah. And also, he does the guest referee spot at WrestleMania 20 yeah. for Goldberg and Lesnar and what was the one of the worst WrestleMania matches ever. Because they and, sabotaged it. Yeah, and Austin made it fun. If yeah. you watch that match, watch it for Austin because he's like just the ending. Right, let's that. do this. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And so after that, he is. I think the sheriff thing's over with after WrestleMania. Pretty much, yeah. he's gone and... for another year, and he comes back at WrestleMania 21. Yeah, and that's pretty much that's kind of 20 is about after that's where it starts with the various appearances up until like yeah. 09. He gets Hall of Fame, which is he good does he does Texas. the. He does the beer drinking thing uh, with, with JBL. JBL. Yeah. Then he does the the Trump thing where he stuns President Trump. Yeah. And then uh, you get the Hall of Fame a year or two later in Dallas. And then yeah. pretty much in the, in the 2010s, he just they do the sh- he shows up and does the CM Punk face to face, which everybody was freaking out about because that was kind of the comparison was the comparison between Punk and Stone Cold is there. I get it. Like they're both kind of defined an era in wwe but punks was less uh how do i put it it was less of a movement because we all kind of know the company wasn't totally behind punk there was a lot of politics involved there yeah so stone cold was definitely the clear thought winner i get the comparisons too but it really is comparing apples to oranges yeah, I mean, one's a beer drinker, one's a straight edge, if we're talking about it like that, you know? So that, not only that, but like you said, I mean, the the company was pushing Austin to the moon. They, they were never really CM put, pushing CM Punk. No. Yeah. Um, I mean, it would have been, I think it would have been a fun match to see, even Austin not being in the ring. It's one of those yeah. things that we, I think we all thought there for a little bit that we might get one last match out of Austin for that. Yeah, I was I was hoping for that. That would have been cool. Because yeah. he, would, he I, hasn't ever been in bad shape. Yeah, I still remember the uh, the video game reveal. Yes, uh, the SummerSlam thing. 
Yeah. And it, I mean, you can still find it on YouTube. So if you haven't seen it, look it up. But it's Austin and Punk and Jim Ross. And you can tell there's some legit. There's like, some heat going heat. on there. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, they did. They did solid at that. That was nice. Because CM Punk is like, yeah, well, I'm. I could have, you know, kicked your ass even in your prime. And Austin's like, well, I don't know about that. Yeah, and so now they they did push Punk because obviously he was the champion for four hundred something days, but they've already erased that because of the Brock Lesnar thing, right? Uh, but that they did push Punk, but like we said, not they didn't push him to the extent that stone cold was he wasn't the next he wasn't the next guy he was the guy that was like okay give me some fucking credibility here and they were like okay we'll put you in the main event for a little bit because he knew he was good i've always been a punk fan but that's a different conversation and i'll be fair here to punk because let's face it wrestling was nowhere near as popular when punk was champion as it was when austin was no yeah it was all in the height of his career Everybody watched wrestling. Everybody had wrestling shirts. It was like wrestling, South Park, and like a couple of other things maybe in the late 90s that were just so popular that everybody just was obsessed. Yeah. So I guess that really wraps it up for Stone Cold's career. I mean, like I said, some of my favorite matches are going to have to be the, obviously the Highway to Hell at mm-hmm. Hell, SummerSlam 98, uh, No Way Out 2001 versus Triple H. Um, the matches, this, the 97 stuff with Sean, that was fun. Yeah. Um, the match with Sean at WrestleMania 14 was what it was. It's definitely up there with one of my favorites because it was a groundbreaking moment. And for the shape that Sean was in with his back situation, I mean, he went out there and gave it everything he had. He did what he had to do, yeah. And made, and made Austin look like a million bucks. Yeah. Um... And he's Stone Cold and The Rock. That's all good with me. Yeah. Stone Cold and Brett. You know, so there's there's a number of things. It's good that Stone Cold left such a big impact on the business because he still sells merch. <laughs> yeah, on a lot of it. He still sells what? merch. And we didn't do that one time. No. The whole show. You know, we I actually didn't even it. talk about the what thing in 2002. Yeah. That's when it started. Or like late 01 was the what yeah. thing. When they turned it to just when the logo changed to raw, just raw and instead of saying yeah. raws were, I liked that when it just said raw. That was a good time. I, I'm a I'm a big. I don't know what the deal is. Maybe it's because I just missed some of the year, but I don't know what it, you know. But I've always been a huge 2002 fan. Yeah, it's just weird, and it's the ruthless aggression year, and things are changing, and I, I just really enjoyed it. So, what did we do last year? Judgment Day 2002. Yeah, right. Hogan yeah. and Taker. Let's, yep. uh, maybe maybe we'll do something 2002 next week. Yeah, there we go. What what month are we in right now? We're in or next week will be July, so we would be talking King of the Rings 2002. Or uh, uh they had a different show in July. Cause, yeah, cuz May was Judgment Day, so June, June King, of the Ring. King of the Ring. July, so July. 02 was What was that? What was No, 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 no. I'll have to look at it. No, 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 no. July 02. Let's see. I'm going to go my DVD collection here. I don't think I have it. Uh, Vengeance. Vengeance. Yeah. yeah. It's the triple threat what... between Rock, Undertaker, and Kurt Angle for the title. All right. Let's and... look at the – I'm going to look at the card real quick. 
but uh, Deadly Boys been watching. It's called like it's like Guerrero. Merciless, Quick, and something is the headline of it. Vengeance O2, Quick, Merciless, and John Cena versus Jericho in 2002. Yeah, yep. Vengeance O2, it's an alright one. Un-Americans versus Edge and Hollywood Hogan. Hogan, yep. I'm down to do this next week. I I like some Vengeance O2, man. Anything O2 I'm a fan of. Let's do that next week. Okay, do some Vengeance O2 action. We'll be a little early because it was July 21st, but eh, it doesn't matter. It's July. It's yeah, whatever. What is? Let's see. Next week's show would be July 2nd. Okay. Oh, we can do it later in the month. Whatever. We'll talk about it. But we'll, we'll do. We'll discuss. Too. It. Yeah, yeah, this next month, at some point. Yeah, or we will. All right. Well, I hope everybody enjoyed the Chili McFreeze episode. The ice <laughs> ice pick or ice dagger. Ice dagger. <laughs> uh. Follow the show on Twitter at Heels and Quads, on Instagram at Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast. I am, of course, Levi Diesel on Twitter and Levi Zinfidel on Instagram. And our email is heelsandquads at gmail.com if you just want to get booked that bad. If, if you're looking for a booking, we're the place to go. <laughs> yeah. Not to wrestle, just to talk. Yeah, just to chit-chat. Uh, follow the show at Heels and Quads on Twitter, Heels and Quads Wrestling Podcast on Instagram. I'm at Mr. Tommy Walter and Tommy Walter Live on Instagram. So, uh, yeah, thanks again, everybody, for uh, buying up the hemp. Uh, yeah, go we'll green keep hemp. A, we'll keep appreciate it. For it. You. We appreciate <laughs> it. It makes us work a little harder on the show because, you know, go green hemp kicks some ducats our way. Yeah, and uh, I'm going to have to make an order for that today because I would like to. Stock up on some hemp. My yeah. favorite is I like I like smoking the flowers occasionally, but I support for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio keto-friendly dairy snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end. It's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving. I usually do gummies and tinctures and I'm I'm a big fan of the gummies. Yeah, gummies are great. And it's they have qu- it's and it, it releases very quick. Like I get relaxed really quick. Like 20 to 30 minutes I'm usually pretty pretty mellowed out. Yeah, like I'll eat like a handful, like six of them. <laughs> Even though it says on, on the back of the packages and the bottles not to eat more than two a, a day. Yeah, I eat a lot of gummies. <laughs> Uh, well, the ones I bought recently weren't from GoGreenHemp.com, but that's what I'll be ordering today is from GoGreenHemp.com, the gummies, because they come in all different size bottles and strengths. But like, if they're like 25, 50 milligrams, I usually eat three or four of them. Yeah. If they're 25, I'll eat like six. If they're 50s, I'll eat four, you know? So I got to have a, quite a few hundred milligrams. 
nothing wrong with that. But I'm used to it. I'm just used to it now. That's the problem. I need to take a little break from him. Tinctures are great. Yeah, I got a black box I need to finish off. So, anyways. I want to get one of those, the the wax crumbles. Those are pretty intense, yeah. Are they? Yeah, you get, it's like smoking the, have you smoked the actual bud, the flower? No, no. It's, you get right about there. You definitely get goofy and it's, yeah, it's you get a little buzz without getting high. It's nice. Little a little it takes away. Yeah, it takes away all pain, anxiety, all that uh, shit. The wax, the wax crumbles are pretty. Those are pretty close. Yeah, it's intense. I'm gonna have to check so. that out. Yeah, you do. You'd like it. I can. Uh, I I bought some rolling papers recently for my flower and uh, rolled a little dube ski and brought it to work one night. And we <laughs> we had we had it we had it after service. <laughs> <laughs> a little dube ski. Yeah, we had it after service, and one dude's never smoked before, never smoked weed or anything before, and he was, he was eating and laughing a lot. He was feeling good, so I know it happy. did something for him. Yeah, he didn't know what to feel. Yeah, I knew that I wanted to go home and take a shower, so I didn't have to feel that way anymore because I was getting scared. No, <laughs> not not really. No, it doesn't do. That's why I smoke it because it doesn't. Yeah. Make me feel weird. It doesn't get me all in my it, head. It's because it's not. It's not, no, it's, it's like there's wacky. no THC. Yeah. Yeah. It doesn't that's what I like. You. That's what I like about hemp. Everybody's like, oh, you smoke that CBD shit. It doesn't really do anything for me. I'm like, well, you're fucking doing dabs every five minutes. Of course it doesn't do anything for you. Yeah. You're used to that shit. And it's also legal. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, exactly. And like if I'm smoking, I smoke CBD so I don't get all paranoid in my head and shit. I can actually have a good time on it. And not looking out the window every five minutes wondering who's yeah. out there. Or hiding in the closet to listening to myself breathing in my heartbeat. <laughs> I'm like, you oh, hear am that? I breathing okay? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the, the breathing and the heartbeat shit gets to me. I'll be like, <gasps> I'm like, oh, that was too short of a breath. My heart's beating fast. Fuck. <laughs> you have to call your mom, like, talk me down. Please. Yeah, yeah. No shit. Wish fr- you would step back from that ledge, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> that's why. That's why I don't smoke weed anymore, dude, because I don't like getting all in my head and focusing on my breathing and my heartbeat and shit. It's not comfortable. I don't like that. Yeah, it's no good. No, it's too much. You got all you potheads well, out there have fun with it. I don't have fun with it. Yeah, enjoy. We're just here to relax. Yeah, so go to gogreenhemp.com and get nice and relaxed with your boys, Tommy and Levi. And we will talk to you next week on the Heels and Quads Wrestling Oh My God podcast. Bye. for this episode has been provided by Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks. If counting macros makes your head spin, count instead on a snack by Ratio. They've done the math for you, so you can spend less time studying the label and more time enjoying your day. Creamy and delicious, try strawberry and vanilla for two grams of carbs and a unique combination of sugar and protein. Interested? Ratio Keto-Friendly Dairy Snacks are now available in the yogurt aisle at Walmart. Always consult your physician before starting an eating plan that involves regular consumption of high-fat foods. Regina King for Cadillac Escalade. When people ask, Regina, do you like to compete? 
I say, bring it on. Those are the moments that drive you to achieve more. And when you win, you keep reaching higher. To me, that's what the Cadillac Escalade represents. It's always evolving in technology, in design, everything. Because success isn't the end, it's just the first step to what comes next. The 2021 Cadillac Escalade. Never stop arriving.